少年ジャンプス Yo, what's up? Welcome back to our anime podcast, Shonen Chumps, where three but never four best pals sit around the table and sometimes talk about anime to different extents. Uh, this week we did something different where we didn't watch a series. We watched three movies, actually, all with the same title. Ghost in the Shell, baby. We're doing it. Nineteen ninety-five, two thousand four, and then twenty seventeen. We're doing a, a nice little compare and contrast. We're gonna talk about all of them. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. Introduce yourselves. As always, I'm Brennan. I'm Dylan. I'm Sean. Welcome. Okay, let's get started off with uh. So we watched three different things. We did. Yeah. We watched Ghost in the Shell, nineteen ninety-five, the movie, the original, the original movie. We watched um Ghost in the Shell two Innocence. Innocence. Uh, <laughs> from 2004 yeah and we just recently today watched a few um, hours ago ghost in the shell 2017 the like hollywood new movie remake ish yeah. yeah whatever you want to call it uh, yeah. yeah so i want to get started off by asking you guys what you knew or thought about ghost in the shell as a whole before you watched any of this stuff so like just what what just yeah background knowledge without ever consuming any of it yes like what even made us want to watch this okay well i'll start i guess first and foremost i i've just seen the name and like stills from it so many different places just growing up and like being into anime i've always known it's always just been in the back of my head like oh ghost in the shell is like a well-established franchise that i know nothing about looks very cool but is probably too dense for me to jump into right away i didn't realize that it was even like a movie thing the i think my initial exposure to it was uh standalone complex which is like the anime series which none of us have watched at this point but that's what i always figured ghost in the shell was it was probably just like a a lengthy series that like spanned over like decades maybe like berserk or something like that right yeah dylan so initially i was gonna say that i i hadn't i hadn't known anything about this series on Oh, sorry, about the movie until uh, the Scarlett Johansson uh, 2017 movie was uh, was announced because there was all that controversy about the whitewashing and all yeah, that, which right. I'm sure we'll discuss. But I'm actually realizing after like looking at that logo, I yeah. was like, I've seen this. So <laughs> I, I don't know where I can't really like place the, it. The classic 90s font. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I can't place like where in my life, whether maybe it could have been like at a hobby shop or something or at a comic book shop, like if I saw like a logo or, or something like that. But I basically knew nothing about the movie other than that the major was part human, part robot, a character, uh, cybernetic, and uh, yeah. and that she like kills people. That's all I knew. I didn't know <laughs> if she was like a good guy or a bad guy. Right. I assumed she was a badass and that's it. That's all I knew. Yeah. Sean? So I think the only thing that I knew is that, yeah, it was a TV show because I'd watch 
anime late nights on like Fridays on YTV, this Canadian channel that we've talked <laughs> about on the maybe the fourth time yeah. we've brought it up. Yeah, um, YTV. So like waiting Legit. for the shows I actually wanted to watch. Yeah, I would come across this like weird, mature-looking anime called Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, with this character with purple hair, and I just thought they were all police men. <laughs> I didn't think there was any sort of like weird sci-fi stuff and like robot shit going on i think that is actually what the like it the is. japanese name is it's like robot police corpse or something like that uh yeah i think i can pull it up here like it's not called ghost in the show no so it's the first robot police. <laughs> something something of that <laughs> nature the first movie in japan is called uh mobile armored riot police colon <laughs> ghost in the shell <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, yeah. Dude. mobile suit riot police gundam in the shell yeah, jeez, that's interesting. Um, Can you imagine saying that? Like, hey man, you want to go see Mobile Gundam Riot Police Ghost in the Shell tonight? <laughs> Let's say Gundam. Gundam. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? You said Mobile Gundam oh, Riot that, Police. Oh, that was a something. joke. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it has mobile in the name. Yeah, that's funny. So yeah, I guess that covers what we all thought before we jumped in. And Yeah, that's interesting. Oh. I didn't know that it was on, on YTV. I don't remember that as a kid. Well, yeah. Maybe I mean, that's where I saw the logo, like, and I just forgot. I feel like that's highly likely, yeah, yeah. That that's how you encountered it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I feel like beyond that, I have seen that like iconic image with the major and all of the wires connected into her. And... The movie poster from the first movie, like yeah, the white yeah. backdrop, and she's yeah. like on her knees with her back to the camera. Yeah. Yeah, with all the wires and shit. And she's holding like a rifle. Yeah. yeah. Is she? I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting image. Okay, so what I want to ask, which is how I usually open up the podcast, is... In one sentence, what do you think now that you've finished the first movie, this like second sequel movie, and now the uh, weird prequel, prequel reboot remake. type movie? Type movie yeah. Um. So, so this is wait. We're summing of, up the whole like the whole franchise. Oh, everything three, so far. Our impression of the three things in one, right? I guess for now. Why Holy not? fuck! Okay. Is it is it possible for you guys to lump everything all? I don't think so. I, I feel I feel strongly in different ways about each part that right. we've witnessed so i don't think i could okay i'm gonna generalize like each one i guess right i'm gonna say ghost in the shell 1995 yeah i loved it i thought it was beautiful i thought it was succinct i understood it right off the bat um i thought the message was cool and like you and i talked about this earlier but like seeing um other uh sci-fi franchises and like japanese franchises that drew from ghost in the shell mm -hmm. seeing those original ideas and maybe like some of the concepts that other people took from was really interesting for me so i i liked 95 ghost in the shell 2 innocence how do i put this it One was sentence <laughs> yeah <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> never sticks to this <laughs> that's a great reply how do i put this one sentence <laughs> <laughs> fuck man it was bad. Ghost in the Shell 2017. It was fine, I suppose. Okay, you guys. I kind of wanted. I kind of wanted to accept the challenge of putting all three into one <laughs> into sentence. A, you can go ahead. But I, I know. But and I, I was trying to think of of how to describe it, and I. Hmm. I I think maybe I would say this was great. With like that's a question mark at the end. Huh. That's cool. I don't know if that's For all really... of them. Like all the the question together. mark is the second and third one. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost like this was great, and then the question mark are are two separate entities in this. <laughs> just a lot of confusion. Yeah, 
Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, go on. <laughs> How about you? So when it comes to the 1995 film, I thought it was interesting. I could clearly see how it influenced a bunch of stuff, like American stuff and video games and shit. Uh, so it's interesting. The second one from 2004, as I was watching it, I thought, like, this shouldn't have been made. But it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm like, interesting take for a sequel. And oddly enough, like, just because my expectations were, like, all out of whack after watching, like, the second movie, <laughs> the 2004 movie... Um, watching the 2017 reboot remake um, slash prequel, I, it was it was like cheesy, but I liked it. Like it because my expectations were kind of low. I was like uh-huh. with it. I think. Do you yeah. hear that? Wait, that that's a mob back? of angry people. Yeah, okay. villagers with pitchforks and torches coming to <laughs> light our asses up for even saying that yeah. the new one is anywhere close to as good or maybe even better than any of the animated things <laughs> um i want to go back now because neither of you ended up doing the sentence thing so, oh yeah right. so now i want to say what my impressions were for the three because that sentence was like this was great was i think a sentence encompass- is inadequate i don't think so we can- <laughs> uh 1990 but i want to separate what i felt was so if 1995 like really well done and uh it it didn't hook me from the beginning, uh, but then there was a point where I was just watching it and I was like, oh, hell yeah, like this is this is the best. I loved it. Two, uh, I was just like angry watching it. <laughs> like, oh, man. I Oh, I did. Yeah, I did not like it. And I had no idea what was going on. There were sex robots. And what's that guy's name? Uh, Batu was sad and he had a dog. And... Uh, <laughs> Togusa was his partner now and the major was gone yeah i didn't didn't like it and because of that the 2017 version uh despite its there was a lot of cheesiness and uh it's it's flaws it kicked innocence ass <laughs> ha- right. okay i have a question and yeah. come kill me if, if, if you didn't like that i said that but stab us and take our don't, money i mean don't actually like kill me but um, subscribe or something. <laughs> no, 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 show me. <laughs> <laughs> How should we go about discussing this? Do we, should think, we go in order or like what? I think we should, yeah, we should take like a deep dive into the first movie. Yeah. But if anything comes up like points of comparison, then we we'll should just don't hesitate them. to bring yeah, up like yeah, the yeah. second like, movie. Sure. We haven't yeah. talked about that yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. So deep dive into Ghost in the Shell 1. Is that <laughs> I, what I, I should even call it? Let's call it 95. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where do we start? I guess at the beginning, because holy shit, shit. that fucking opening scene. What did you guys think? That was... Oh. Honestly, that was such a cool scene, but it kind of of threw me for a loop. Tell me what the scene is. When... You're talking about the opening credits, right? Yeah, like when Makoto does the... Or Matoko does the, like, the backwards dive off the building and, like, in her like invisible armor and shoots through the window and kills the delegate from the other country or whatever. Oh, I was just like, and his head just fucking explodes. And yeah, I was like, like, what the fuck? This is crazy. But Mm. it kind of, I was going to say it threw me for a loop in terms of pacing. Cause after that, it's like a steep drop. It's just like a, a violent, just, okay, here's a bunch of dialogue and talking and a bunch of stuff. That's right. Yeah. Because, like, the way it started, I almost... Because I didn't know anything about this. I was like, oh, is this just going to be, like, over-the-top action the entire time? Mm-hmm. Not even close. <laughs> and when I saw that? that, I was like, oh, 
because I, what I told you I thought about before, I was like, okay, so she's like an assassin. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. I was like, okay, right. so that's what the movie is. Great. Uh, it, it, like, shocked me that it was that gory. That's what actually <laughs> shocked the hell out of me. Yeah. Sure. Uh, anyway, yeah. Because it wasn't even, like, a bullet that you just saw go through his head. Didn't you he see got his shot, spine? and then yeah. his head blew up, and, and you just you saw his innards his... and spine. Yeah. I'm blanking a little bit on this. I don't think the initial scene had, like, that big of an impact it on me. It didn't think, jar like, you? No, no. I think, like, later on, I started, like, falling for the movie. Fuck. Um, in later scenes, like, when she's invisible, kicking the shit out of that guy in the that's water. That's the scene that I was going to mention that hooked me. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That like, that's more when I'm like, oh, so, okay, I get Ghost in the Shell. Like, I get what's going on. Uh, <laughs> but did yeah. you? I mean, like, it's that like... plot-wise? Because <laughs> uh... <laughs> it was a little bit... That's the thing. It's like, there's so many terms coming at you, and you're doing so many, like, mental gymnastics trying to figure out, like, the rules of the world and what's going on. It's right. just such a sensory overload from the beginning, I felt, that it was almost hard to keep up with the plot. Mm -hmm. just because you're trying to figure out all these other things on the fly. So what people are saying is kind of going over your head for the first time anyway. Yeah. Uh, from what I could gather, like, I didn't even really feel like the plot was the interesting part. I think, like, visually the movie is, like... Oh, it's stunning, yeah. ...pretty interesting. And um, just the way that, like, the themes it tries to, like, throw onto you. Yeah, the world that Ghost in the Shell takes place in was really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I was talking to some of my coworkers a few days ago, like after I'd watched the uh, the first movie. Yeah. About how like I didn't think the story was too interesting. I thought like the themes they tried to talk about, like the philosophical, like what whether or not like what makes a person a person, like whether or not yeah. like robots have consciousness and all this yeah. stuff. I thought was like it's been better done in the last twenty years, so it didn't have like the same impact on me than it probably would have if I'd watched this twenty years ago. Yeah, but just thinking of it being a seminal thing, it's kind of like. Oh, like, that's cool. Yeah. No, well, yeah, I agree. Like, anyway. that's... I, I was also, like, I had that in the back of my mind. Yeah. But hearing, like, what my coworkers thought was interesting, like, they fell to watching the movie. They also felt like the plot wasn't the most interesting thing in the world, but, mm. like, the setting made them want to be there. Yeah, yeah. Like, they mm -hmm. felt like they wanted to be a part of that world because it was so engrossing. Like, immediately, it hooked you. Yeah, for sure. It kind of reminded me... Like, of late, we've been watching a lot of sci-fi anime, and um, what it kind of um, rung a bell was, like, the, the Martian cities in Cowboy Bebop, I think, I can't remember the exact name of it, but Tharsis City, I'm pretty sure, is what it was. Wherever you run, we, we encounter Ayn for the first time. Sure. Like, those cityscapes, where it's, like, super, like, crowded, there's a lot of, like, neon signage and, like, cool stuff like that. I, I saw, like, a real big parallel between the two, and I thought it was mm -hmm. cool. I, th I think any kind of environment like that is cool. Right. And actually, in the new movie, I didn't like what they did with all of the big 3D holograms. I feel like they could have added a lot more, like, color. I feel like as metallic and weirdly, like, condensed that the city in the 95 movie looked like, mm -hmm. it had more life and more color and, like, interesting shit going on in it. Like... In any like given frame, your eye is going all over the fucking place because there's just so much to look at. Whereas in like the new movie, like they have that like dense city atmosphere, but right. what they're drawing your eye to is like the big, like constantly moving like holograms of like people lifting weights or just like making weird faces and shit. Right. And I felt like that didn't capture what the cityscape felt like in the original animation. Right. 
I don't doubt that the like 2017 Ghost in the Shell didn't really have the soul that the yeah, earlier one did. Without a doubt, Definitely. for some reason, I think like. I don't want to say that looking at the city in the new one felt more interesting to me. It was definitely more colorful. Because in the first movie, everything's kind of like a glazed over like gray and green. Yeah. Except for when they have like that six minute or whatever it is, just like music interlude in the middle of the movie when it's just the song playing and they're Wait, showing you different shots in the two, movie. right? Both. In the oh, first really? one and the second one. Oh. I think they do like a very similar thing. What's happening in that scene? They're just showing you like what the city is like. I know like. there's a parade in two and it's like... Yeah, I think that's true. I didn't even know the context of it. I was like, what the... F yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so I guess... <laughs> Second one. Yeah. Um, so what I'll say is that I could immediately appreciate in the first Ghost in the Shell movie, first of all, the like invisible camo that they use. Stealth camo. Yeah, the stealth camo, Great which Fox. made me think... Yeah, made me think of Metal Gear Solid 2, like when Snake is diving off the bridge and onto like this big oh, yeah. ship or this tanker. And no rain shorts it out. Exactly, yeah, and he uses the exact same type of thing. And just the uh, the color scheme of Metal Gear Solid's 1 and 2, like gray, green, dark blue, blue which yeah. is exactly the color scheme of uh, Ghost in the Shell 1. Right, yeah. Uh, and also the Matrix movies, or at least the first Matrix <laughs> oh, movie. Straight absolutely. Up, straight up, yeah, they just take the visuals from Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. They use, like, the black <laughs> screen with a green coat on it. Right, yeah. yeah. I was watching that and I was like, oh, they must have loved these movies. The Wachowskis must have loved Ghost in the Yeah, Shell. it's like a blatant uh, <laughs> yeah. like homage, homage and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, reference, I guess. Cool. Um, okay, one thing I wanted to make note of. You said that the plot didn't fuck you up, really. Yeah. Which is fair, because it, it does kind of plot along at like an interesting pace. My original thought was that like one, once the movie had finished, I was like, oh, that was like a little bit anticlimactic, but as a whole, it was very surreal but i think it's because the way my expectations were set up from the jump like with that crazy action sequence i was like almost expecting more action throughout the entire movie mm -hmm. but like i still did like the point that they got at because i feel like that is or at least in what we've watched so far that has been like the heart of this is like the what makes a human a human question or like sort of like the like the forecasting of what humanity might become someday right. kind of thing. And I thought like the fact that they had an AI grow a consciousness just out of itself and then have itself claim, oh, I'm a human, I demand asylum kind of thing. I thought that was really interesting. It's something that never came up again. And especially I have like a big qualm with the 2017 movie in its regard to that, but I guess we'll get to that later. But yeah, the end of Ghost in the Shell 95 and its big question mark it just goes so what's what's next like what is humanity gonna become someday and um i think the line that the major said was something along the lines of uh it's like the the net is vast and infinite or something and that's what mm -hmm. the the movie closes out on and i thought that was like really powerful actually in hindsight like i was i was sitting there and thinking about the movie once it had finished i was like like, was that an anticlimactic or was it really cool? And then I decided, wait, that was really fucking cool because essentially what she's saying is once her human mind and, like, the data mind of the AI that created its own consciousness Puffin meld... Master? Yeah, Puffin Master. Right. Yeah, once they become one, it's like the possibilities for humanity going forward are infinite. And then she just kind of walks off in her new body and it's just, like, kind of open-ended from there. And I was like, that's really cool. And that's the crux of 
this whole series, I think. Right. I do think that's interesting. Yeah. Like, it was like Ex Machina mm-hmm. to me. Like, it was like the same feeling I got after we watched Ex Machina for the first time. Right. So I think what you're saying is like, like incredibly interesting. I just like didn't get all of that from the yeah, first movie. Like, yeah. I think there's multiple factors towards that. Like, one, I didn't see it in 1995. Right. <laughs> Two, um, I immediately went on to the second movie and then the third movie that we watched. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like have time to sit on it. Yeah. And I just watched the movie once. I didn't like yeah. rewatch it. Right. Yeah. No time to like really like deep dive think Let about what was going on. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, what you're saying is definitely interesting. What I wish is like the 1995 version seemed like uh, it was pulling back on a lot of details so that you had like room to think about and like fill in a lot of your own details. And, like, yeah. Let you come to your own conclusions about the philosophy. Right. That was like underlining in there. Whereas the new movie, the 2017 movie seemed to like beat you over the head with oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm human. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So oh, they did this to me. Yeah. yeah. What I wanted and I was thinking this while we were in the theater watching the 2017 version mm-hmm. is I want a middle ground of like having almost no details and having almost too much details. I wanted the middle ground of that. And you bringing up Ex Machina and how that movie made you feel. I'm like, I wanted that amount of detail Detail from this series somehow. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like I got too little or too much. Because, yeah, that's the thing. This whole experience, we are only getting like a scraping of the surface of this world. We're just getting a snapshot. Yeah, I I would, because like I said before, like the world of Ghost in the Shell sold me a lot more than any of these these movies but i agree with you like the concepts uh like plot aside like the the concepts and like what is a human and what's next for humanity were the things that i was thinking about at the end not really about specific characters or specific happenings in any of the plots yeah should we move on to the second movie yeah we can talk about hold on so the second uh sorry the end of the first movie I, I don't mean that scene uh, that you were just like talking about, but I yeah. did find it anticlimactic when she got to the place and then she fights the tank. Uh, that was all sick. And then it was just like, merge with me. I was just like yeah. a bit like confused. It's just because like, yeah. Like you didn't get that that, that was going to happen. Like you didn't get the lead up to it. Here's the thing. Or what do you mean? Oh, like, I don't know. I just felt like it was like, I felt like like this fight with the tank was like so big and I thought there was going to be like more. And then something. Made. Okay. Cause I don't know. I think part of that is just like the context in which she's going to find the puppet master's body. It's because like they they never overtly express it the way they do in the 2017 movie where the major's like, I wonder what I'm made of. I wonder what makes me human, even though I'm mm-hmm. in this like cybernetic body. Am I still a human being? And then having come in contact with um, the puppet master and then wanting to go investigate something that mirrors her something that she sees like herself in. she's like i want to know more about you that's like her her driving force but you don't really get a lot of that or else at least i didn't like first pass i was like why is she going here again oh yeah she wants to find this body it was only when they started talking to one another that i was like oh okay like she just she wants to know what's up yeah yeah i think well like like Sean said be, before, like the the 2017 movie gives you like a lot, and this gives you a little because yeah. like, she's like not satisfied with the fact that she's like she feels like she's not truly human and, yeah. and she can't feel or whatever. And I don't, I didn't really get that from her character in the 95 movie. In the 95 movie, yeah. so then he's just like merge with me because we're not <laughs> humans. Yeah, and like, and from my perspective, she didn't seem that dissatisfied. So it's almost like. I was like, is she going to, like, I was just so confused that she was, like, in, like down to yeah. merge, yeah. I guess. Which is part of, like, retroactively makes me think that, like, the 2017 version filled in a lot of holes. It probably 
filled them in too much. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it definitely gave you too much information, like kind of beat you over the head with these things, but it helped me contextualize how she thought going into the first right. movie. Yeah. Right. But it was yeah. too much. Yeah. The cup of information runneth over. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, like, uh, I'm, in the good way. <laughs> I was in a similar seat to Dylan where at the end of Ghost in the Shell 1995, yeah. uh, the guy's turned over to her and he's like, merge <laughs> with me. And I'm like, why would she want to do yeah, that? Exactly. That's this, exactly what this I This guy's thinking. a joker. Yeah. Wait, here's the thing though. That was my reaction this time around watching the 2017 movie when he like flopped over and was like merge with me and she didn't i was I like he Wait. sold her like, more <laughs> well but here's the thing i was like why well, what right, would be the right. point because he's not an entity born of like data he used to be a person Fair. just like her yeah right. good point yeah it completely defeats the entire purpose of the first movie the point at which like man and machine like meet one another and one is mm-hmm. purely human and the other is purely machine right but like in this case that dude was just the same thing as the major yeah except that's a shittier actually version. yeah that's a good point I right that. so it's like this doesn't make any sense that's stupid you just it, crammed that in there yeah the merge it. in the first one makes more sense but because we didn't get a lot from Context. how the major was feeling yeah exactly. it just felt so strange to me like i completely understood the puppet master's motivation at yeah. the end I was yeah like, gotcha perfect but <laughs> Wait, what was his motivation at the end again? Just remind me. Well, just like he was saying, uh, well, like he was created by that company and then Megatech and then he gained sentience. Right. Uh, But he was saying he's not truly human because he he, doesn't know how to die. And he can't die. He can't can't reproduce. He can't reproduce. He can only make copies. Yeah. yeah. So, right. he, but he's saying, I guess, if the two of them come together, then he they're would making something that. new. Yeah. yeah. So that right. was his motivation, and that made sense. You're right. That exactly. was clear. Yeah. 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 I was like, got it. But <laughs> I just like didn't because I just like didn't know what the major's motivations were completely. Yeah. Yeah. To that point, it was a bit hazy. Like I still loved the movie, but I don't know. Like right. the ending, I felt like shouldn't have been as. No, I yeah. I agree. Uh, speaking of the 2017 version, I think they were trying to like wheedle their way around that by (laughs) making this new evil guy they were talking about how he'd connected his own internet of things using like human brains and like yeah like created this net and when he said like merge with me didn't he also say something like we could accomplish like great things on the net and stuff like that and i think he was referring to like his human mind-based internet type shit i don't I, know it's all like mean, it's all elusive i don't yeah. even know what i'm referring to right now because, because clarify that was that. like super muddy <laughs> yeah. even like the the whole like human network thing she just stumbles upon a bunch of people connected to those wires from like the original image that we've seen yeah so many times it's like he's got a whole network of people and it's like what the fuck are you talking about yeah uh so maybe that's like what they were trying to allude to like something as interesting as what was yeah. in the first movie should we move on to the second movie now? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't have a lot to say. But sure. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell Two, <laughs> Innocence. Innocence. Made in two thousand four. Yeah. By the same director of the original movie, mm-hmm. directed this movie as well. So what I know just right off the top is that this movie is set in twenty thirty two, whereas the last one was set in twenty twenty nine. So okay. three years later. Um. Yeah. So three years later, and I know that it's less faithful to the manga. And it, like, drags in different aspects of, like, a couple chapters of the manga than the original movie. The original movie is, like, just a a full chapter or something like that. Right. And this, like, takes bits and pieces from some things. 
Which one of us wants to describe the basics of what happens oh, in this movie? Oh no! I think I think I really want to task it to Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say I don't think I can. I was like, uh, please let, it, but I'll go for it. Yeah, I think give you it should. Best shot. Because I heard you try to do it before, and that's essentially ninety nine percent of what I gathered from the movies. So you've like a pretty spot on view of what happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, so I'll describe it the way I described it to you guys before, be- before I looked up the plot after, because now <laughs> yeah. it filled in some details. But all I knew, and I was just like, okay, so Batsu's now the main character, the the uh, the major's gone, and he's partnered up with Togusa, mm-hmm. and there are sex robots, and they're killing people, and they're trying to figure out who did it. And Batu's sad for some reason. There's like a scene with his dog and he's just like chilling at home. <laughs> and yeah. like that's it. There's the Yakuza. There's like a scene where he just like shoots up all the Yakuza. And then at the end, I didn't know what was going on. I thought he was like running through hell, but apparently <laughs> that wasn't what that was. And then um, the major shows up and that's it. Case solved. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Basically. I don't know. It's a <laughs> super weird movie. There's some things I want to fill in. Well, first of all, is it Batu or Bato? I say Bato. Oh, Bato. I think in sure. the English movie, the 2017 one, they like deliberately say Bato, right? Bato. Maybe. Okay. I think. I don't know. It's B-A-T-O-U. Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's confusing. Yeah. Anyway, um, all of it was unclear and I was... I, f- oh, I thought it was unclear and I was upset while watching it. Right. And that's that. So a lot of the movie is Bato being depressed that his boss isn't around, the major. Yeah, the, the major's dipped, yeah. Also, wait, before we get any deeper, what the fuck? The movie? No, where did she go? <laughs> right. Because this is, th- there was nothing in between, um, like, the first movie and this movie, right? Yeah. I'm sure maybe in the manga it elaborates more, but as far as I'm concerned, she walked off in her new child body and yeah. then... All of a sudden, she's part of the internet. It's like, what? Did the body even look like a child? I mean, yeah, it just looked kind like, of. It was smaller. It? I don't think I saw it to scale with anything. <laughs> she was like sitting, I think, yeah, when she, she met him. Yeah, she stood up and she's like half the away. size of Bato. So oh, I just, I didn't pay attention to what their height difference was before. So right, I'm just yeah. like, I couldn't tell that it was a female. I mean, uh, no, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell that it was a child. Sorry, I could tell that it was a female. I feel like I lost track of what I was saying. Strange, yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but that... Really, like, from the get, I was kind of like, what is going on? Yeah. I mean, I bet you one of you listening is going to leave us a, a, a flaming, furious comment being like, you fucking idiot. How'd you, you didn't, you didn't know that she just fucking merged into the internet out of the chapter. It's okay. It's fine. Just cut me some slack. I was confused. I don't care if they write that message because that'll <laughs> maybe clear some shit up. For yeah, you know what? Please enlighten us. <laughs> Please let me know what happened. <laughs> what happened? I'm begging you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, because you figure she has this new fangled body. She's like, oh, I'm gonna go be yeah. the most powerful being ever because now she's part, like, truly part AI and part human. Yeah. So I wonder, does she solely exist on the internet now, or is she like? in a room and she's jacked into the internet <laughs> yeah but and she just transports her consciousness to whatever computer or body Jeez. she wants whatever shell sorry i should <laughs> the, probably use that term as the much terminology as possible. yeah there's um, also like the why like why did she leave that's yeah yeah i don't fucking know yeah but from what i've gathered like the the one piece of dialogue that actually made sense to me in terms of the plot of innocence was 
when she uploaded herself into the sex doll that was fighting alongside Bato, she was like, oh, this sex doll can't handle that much like cognition computing. So this actually isn't all of me. It's just like a part of me. And she said something about its facial expressions not being able to express everything that she wanted it to. because it can fight, it can fuck, and it can smile. Because Lord knows she has a lot of expression in the first movie. (laughs) Yeah. That was Um, a joke. (laughs) She's very robotic in the first movie. Uh, (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) That was something I wanted to say uh, about the first movie, uh, to take it back for a minute. I mean, okay, so first I watched the dub. Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. Wasn't a fan of the voice actress. I wanted to bring this up, but I didn't want to like sidetrack the conversation again. Right. Uh, the dub in the first movie is straight up bad. It's bad. It's like they're not they're not acting. They're just reading we, a transcript. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't sync up. I like I experienced See, like the Brennan thing where I the lip sync. Yeah, dude. But I was wondering why is this dub so bad? Is it because they're focusing so hard on making the lip sync work? But no, really? not at all. <laughs> but the thing is, I didn't actually pay attention to whether or not yeah. the lip sync worked. I was just wondering if that was their excuse. Yeah. But the thing is, Here's we could just chalk it up to bad 90s of yeah. voice acting. Yeah. Or were they like trying to do some like robotic acting? I thought about that too. Yeah, I thought about that too for her. So it bugged me for the first bit until I started to get into the movie. Then I was, wasn't caring. I was like, this is her See, voice. It's right. Fine. It, it didn't bug me because I liked the movie enough. I also watched the dub and uh-huh. I came to terms with it very quickly. I was just like, like as soon as she opened her mouth and started talking, I was like, this is weird. But then I just kind of forgot because i had bigger problems like what the fuck is going on that's interesting for you guys that you just like accepted it pretty quickly yeah because i was so bothered by it about an hour in i switched to the sub holy shit but then and i'm like whoa everybody is so much more expressive this is you pretty cool to the i sub? switched to the sub but i did oh, out revelation. of like a laziness i did end up switching back <laughs> to the dub to but the sub. Uh, it's it's worth noting that i was the most bothered Maybe, maybe <laughs> because, so you guys those. really liked the first movie. Yeah. Maybe it's because I was watching it. I was not feeling the, the dub and the movie wasn't really connecting with me. Right. So I was like, wait, this has got to be me. So I should probably <laughs> switch to the truest form, which is the sub. Yeah. Because maybe it's just me and I'm an idiot for not l- generally loving what I'm seeing. Yeah. I uh, but yeah. I guess I just realized that it's just how I feel about the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I, I probably didn't love it as much as. Brennan, but uh, I was able to let go of the bad uh, dubbing yeah. as as the movie went on. But initially, yeah, I, I I my note was literally this is not a good dub. It is way worse than anything else we've watched on the podcast. Right. So just so the audience yeah. knows, all of the second movie we've seen in sub. Yeah. yeah. So with Japanese voice acting. And the funny thing is, yeah, we all had a, sub, a or, bad sub, so that didn't help. But here's the thing. <laughs> Okay, my biggest critique of Ghost in the Shell 2 was that it essentially gets at the same philosophical points that Ghost in the Shell 1 does, but it just takes the most convoluted route possible. It's like the anti-Occam's razor. Why coat everything in philosophical quotes? Why, like, every there's a million and one references to all these different philosophers. Mm-hmm. Um, all this existentialist philosophy, and it's like, okay, that's fine, it's cool, but at the same time, you're decoding so much because you're trying to put it in the context of the movie and the plot and what's actually happening in front of you. So when you're doing that, important shit's happening, and it's not sinking in. I Like, I don't know, maybe 
I'm just a human being. Maybe I'm a stupid human being, but I wasn't able to comprehend all of it at once. And right. it was too much for me. It was also so long. <laughs> yeah. It felt so long. It was only just over an hour and a half, but... It was around maybe 20 to 25 minutes longer than the first yeah. movie, which is why it probably felt long. So the first movie is actually short. Yeah. It's just like a generally short movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like quick and to the point, pretty much. See, mm-hmm. that's the thing. The pacing of two was really fast. A lot of shit was happening yeah. like all the time, but because none of it stuck, it's just like, when is this fucking nightmare going to be over? Yeah. For me, anyways. There's also the good, weird section kind of. where they run into that guy who's playing dead, but he's not dead. Oh, my God. And they thought he was real, but then he's a robot. But also, he traps them in their own subconscious, and they're yeah. just running around thinking that they're in reality, but Hacking they're not. magic. And then, yeah. and then he goes on this big spiel about dolls and, like, sentience and the beauty of a doll or what, what the fuck ever. It's like, of all yeah. the comparisons to... Like, I don't know. I get that this was taken from the manga, but I also... Like, I mean, there's got to be more stories uh, about the major that happened in the manga that wasn't in the first movie. Because I'm wondering why they're like, guys, what if we make a movie without the main character? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, it's Metal Gear Solid 2 all over again. (laughs) Fuck yeah, the references are endless. You know what I mean, though? Yeah, like, no, that's what I, I was see like, what you're thinking saying. about when I was watching. Like, is 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 that true? The manga, like, I understand that this is yeah from the manga, but well, was the major just gone? It's not like directly from the manga. It's like there's bits and pieces taken from the manga right. and like melded together into this own movie. Oh type yeah, thing. yeah. But, I mean, it's like a like it's like a fair story, I guess, to be like to right. put into a movie. But I was just wondering, like, was there not a storyline with the major in it that they? Right, Did, like couldn't make. I don't understand the motivation uh, to make this movie also, or another one. I don't even understand what is the payoff of seeing the major in this movie. There like, is none. What it's is the like payoff of them back. of her and Bato like connecting again? Yeah, there, there's there, none. There is none. Just it's like, not because you don't really get any answers. And then she's like, "Oh, I'm there when you need me." Boom. Yeah, out. yeah. Like, let's be honest. In like all of the stuff that we watched, the biggest connection they ever had was in the 1995 movie when he picks her up from the, the like ocean or whatever she's right, swimming yeah. in and and he's like you know i'd always like pick you up from here and she's like or like you know i'd always save you if yeah, you were yeah. like drown or some shit in here oh you mean yeah. like she's the like fact that they're buds yeah like, and she's like, like i know you would in, in actually in the dub it sounds like she's kind of being like an asshole about it like, like oh yeah. i know you would yeah but it, like in the japanese sub like it's, it's kind of sincere. more like she's like more sincere like yeah i know you'd save me more like partner to partner right mm-hmm. yeah um God, yeah, it's like that's the one connection they had, and I get it. There's a connection he misses, like his boss, also very Metal Gear. Yeah. <laughs> um, but dude, it's like, what is the payoff in this entire movie? Like, it was I like mean, fan service, kind it's like of putting C three PO and R two D two in every Star Wars prequels. <laughs> also, yeah, yeah, like why? Like why is it called? innocence is it because these oh, little just... girls consciousnesses are being used in these sex dolls actually See, that's interesting there we <laughs> go you figured something out that i was thinking about oh my god like, i don't the know movie. <laughs> no. that is that the reason honestly that has to be the like because it's the what innocence other... of the little girls being yeah. put into these robots forced to have sex and yeah. then they go and I... kill the people that are having yeah. sex with them yeah yeah because the yakuza was like human trafficking them in, that, but that's trafficing the their consciousness yeah, yeah, into yeah. these uh, robots ghost to make the them dubbing. more authentic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Ugh. Yeah, ghost dub. What a mess. Um, ghost dubbing. Um, she's my what an odd movie. My summation of this entire film was the sound that Bato's dog made at the very end, where it just goes. Arr. 
And that's it. <laughs> Ruby Roo. Ruby Roo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. I feel like there's a couple more things I want to say about it. Like, oh, yeah, it's worth noting. I mentioned this earlier that there is another segment, like almost dead in the middle of the movie, where it's just shots of what the city looks like. I guess trying to like pull you into what is this is. Is this when world they're on the helicopter? Like. Or like when they're on the ground? I don't think it's from the character's perspective at all. Like In the second so, movie? Yeah. The only reason why I'm bringing this up is because I read a few articles like what to know about Ghost in the Shell. And I read these after I'd seen the movies. Right. Or like how to introduce yourself to this franchise. Yeah. And there was people talking about how like the first movie is like known for this like couple minute sequence where it just shows you shots of the city. Yeah. And plays that like chilling song that you yeah. definitely know because it's in the credits <laughs> yeah. of the 2017 <laughs> version too. Um, Super and so they creepy. just like pretty much copy that and paste it again into the second movie to like less of a payoff. But like that seems to be like a staple of like what Ghost in the Shell is like. Yeah. Shots with the music of the Here's city. Here's the city. Here's yeah. what the city looks like. Here's the music. I must have zoned out. Yeah, maybe. Um, um, just what a weird experience. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Just Question, why? Why? <laughs> You're right. Here's the thing, though. <sighs> I feel like yeah, like what I read in a couple places was that this was generally well received. The um, second movie, yeah, it won like best sci-fi movie of two thousand four in in Japan. Or yeah, and I think it was. Like that. I think it was the only animated film at like Cannes Film Festival yeah. or something like that. I might be wrong. Don't yeah, quote me on that. It, it was. It was uh, in Cannes at least at the very least. Yeah. So, or con, ca- however that. you pronounce that, it's French, right? Um, yeah. Right. Con. Anyways, yeah. So people watched this and fucked with it, but I can't help but wonder if anyone who fucks with this is just pretending to be an intellectual or something right <laughs> yeah i i honestly don't know i i don't know what to say about this movie i would love to like it but i didn't at all yeah the second movie uh, one about. thing i want to clarify which everybody obviously listening to this knows by now is that we're talking about ghost in the shell 2 innocence not the original not talking about ghost in the shell 2.0 Oh yeah, which that's is a, a different right. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the remake of the original, right? In right. which they changed like the greenish color scheme a lot of it they, to being like red and orange. Yeah, and they had three D graphics, and they and had three D <laughs> graphics to a bunch of shit. Which, by the oh. way, looks terrible in the second movie. Disgusting. If there's yeah. another thing that made me mad, oh my goodness, what the hell? That looked straight up bad. It doesn't. I age. don't. I well, don't know if it looked. No. Did, was it good in two thousand four though? Was it? I don't know, man. I know, yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine like ever liking that. Maybe that being good. Like the first movie was beautiful. Someone thought it was groundbreaking. Someone saw man, that and went, "That's what a shame." Three yeah. dimensions. What a shame. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ugh. And one. Uh, this is like off topic towards the ugliness of the CGI <laughs> or the 3D graphics. But uh, Dylan, you asked earlier like why the major even left, and I want to bring this up earlier, but I forgot, and then I was taking a look at my notes like. Um, at the end of the first movie, she says that uh, joining consciousnesses like this is akin to going from being a child to a man. Uh-huh. Oh. And, like, you lose the need to express yourself like a child. Oh, yeah. So what right. I see that yeah. is, like, that cool she line. cared or cares for Bato, at least a part of her will, will but it's, like, in The Watchmen with um, pro- oh. Professor Manhattan. Wait, yeah. Oh, yeah. is that oh, what yeah. his name is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's like surpassed being able to care about these plebs that yeah. he's surrounded by. Like she yeah. needs to be part of the internet or it's like in her when like 
consciousness just like needs to go somewhere else. But in the end, she helped him when he (laughs) needed it. Right, because maybe like a semblance of her cares, but like not enough to come back. It's like, oh, I'll give you this like little body that I can transform into for five minutes and then help you, but I'm going to dip afterwards. Yeah, dude, she fucked off to Mars. She built a castle. She sees the photograph falling. Keeps showing up and then leaving. Anyway. And then ruining his life. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I want to say about that. So it's like, I guess they address her, like, moving on to a different plane of existence. Almost where, like, the stuff that mattered to her before doesn't matter anymore. I I, I remember that quote, and, like, I got that she wanted to, like, find her way or something. But, like, I don't know. I'm, I just can't help but wonder, like, also, like, what sh- what is she up to? <laughs> right. But I guess we never know. Yeah, because yeah, she's transcended know. our stupid human brains. Because, yeah, it's worth saying that all the other TV shows and some other movies in the Ghost in the Shell franchise, I believe, take place at at least different times of the franchise or they're in a slightly different universe. Right. Like, mm-hmm. same characters, but slightly different timeline a few years earlier, or... Do, yes, do you know what's up like with that. Ghost in the Shell Arise? Yeah, that's, uh, that's new, what I'm referring to. Yeah. It takes place, like, a couple years before the first movie. Right, yeah, But yeah, yeah. also, it's a different story, I believe. And there's a movie that caps it off. Right. Um, yeah, that's there's as far also, as I know. There's also a movie well, for Standalone Complex. Right. And, but Standalone and, Complex, I, like, remember hearing is, like, in a different continuity, pretty much, where, like, they're all, yeah. like, just a police force, generally. Right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> her um, hair's purple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her hair is purple. I feel like, okay, now is a good time to transition to the 2017 movie. I was about yeah. to say that. Like, so I feel speaking like, of different world, like, different universes. Speaking of hair colors, I feel like her hair was generally black in the 2017 movie, but at the little she bangs got at the side. She got there's stripe. like blue, a blue stripe on one side, and I think like did that a happen? Purple or a different Wait, was that shape? always yeah. there though? Because I only noticed it at, during the last twenty minutes of the movie. I was like, did she? What? What the fuck? <laughs> it's there from the beginning. So okay, from the beginning, you know when they first feed the dogs in the alleyway, yeah. which I guess is a reference to the Ghost in the Shell two, the movie from two thousand four. Basset's dog, yeah, yeah, because it is a like a basset hound or like a bloodhound yeah. or whatever yeah. his mm-hmm. dog is. <laughs> so when she's there in the alleyway, like first feeding the dogs, and maybe in like fifteen minutes into the movie, yeah, you see like the light mm-hmm. shine through her hair, and I'm like, oh, so it's blue at the side, which is cool. But then at different points during the movie, I noticed like light was shining through her hair and it was different shades on the different sides color maybe like flowers really maybe <laughs> like or at least that's what i thought and yeah. i looked at it multiple times and i swear i kept seeing it but i could be wrong mm. but maybe it's like some sort of allusion to the different hair colors she's had in the different shows like blue here purple here black interesting here. i don't huh. know who that's knows cool. that um, could be yeah because it's blue in her eyes right yeah not? i believe yeah. so yeah mm-hmm. um uh so yeah the 2017 movie overall i guess maybe i'll start it off by saying that while you were bringing up your complaints with the way the city looked yeah like in a way maybe it was cheapening it by being like hey look at these holograms isn't the city so future cool? future yeah. yeah like i actually i dug how the city looked and it oh, gave really? me like a good sense like sort of dystopian sort of futuristic sort of like slums of tokyo but also super futuristic yeah like everything is a slum but also technology everywhere did it seem more passable as reality to you uh yeah it felt like closer to what we are now because obviously this isn't a knock against the original ghost in the shell it had a distinct look it had a color palette and it nailed what it was going for yeah but this movie was more like if i were to walk out to new york city in like 20 years years maybe it would look just like (laughs) you believe that and yeah Yeah. the colorfulness of it is like Times square-esque yeah 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 Um, yeah i agree i i also liked like the way it looked like the cities so i dug that the actual slummy areas were like a faithful reconstruction like yeah. the scene like you mentioned before where she's beating up the guy and she's got her stealth camo on yeah that was like almost frame for frame like 
the first movie and i was like wow yeah. this is fucking and it was cool out. the action in this 2017 mm-hmm. movie was cool yeah like the first scene when she yeah. dives into the into the room and like the glass shapes around her body right. she's shattering through and then yeah. she, it's like, like almost a, a reference to the first thing that happens in the first movie where yeah she, like, exactly there were the callbacks drop. yeah so, there were so many callbacks throughout the whole thing like include like i appreciated some of the details but also some of it felt like it was pandering where he's like, hey guys, remember this part where he drops his briefcase and it's actually an Uzi? Uh, oh. oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, so wait, but before we talk more about that, I th- so I was under the impression that this movie was going to be a remake of right. That's what I thought the original. initially. And then when we were talking about it before we recorded the podcast and before we watched the movie, you talked about where it fits into the timeline, mm-hmm. Sean. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so it is in the same universe as the rest of the movies? Is it? I don't I, think so. Here's the thing. So, I don't think it because can make it, sense. Because like, it has specific scenes that are From, like, yeah, that are like, like the first happens. one, but slightly different to like cater to the, obviously to fit the plot of this movie. So, so it, I wouldn't call it a canonical sequel at all. Yeah, or I don't think so either. Rather, but, so know. I want to jump in and say that before I started watching any of this Ghost in the Shell stuff, I wanted to do a little bit of prep so that we knew we were at least watching enough the right to do things. a podcast about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not just like watching a little series from like 10 years in the future. Yeah. Or like whatever. I found out through that list of like a watch order list, like somebody telling you canonically how they take place, right. mm-hmm. that this 2017 movie was a prequel, at least listed by this forum of people, yeah. saying like this movie takes place before the 1995 movie. However, actually seeing the movie, um, at first I was thinking like, wow, they're alluding to a lot of the stuff in the first movie, yeah. almost yeah. as if... That movie doesn't exist. As or, if that movie, yeah, doesn't like how exist. Could it this again? is almost like a prequel in an alternate universe. Kind yeah, of thing. Right, like yeah. it's like the same. It's like a year. It's not twenty twenty nine. It's like twenty twenty seven. Here's yeah, which here's is when some... Arise takes place. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. This felt like the movie, like the twenty seventeen movie, felt like less of a snapshot than the others did. We got more backstory. We got a bit more of like the world built up. We had a bit more context as to why people were doing what they were doing. So it wasn't yeah. like we were skimming the surface, I felt like. And that was like mm-hmm. almost cool in a way. But we did talk about this where it was like almost too much at, yeah. at certain points. Because I think with the original Ghost in the Shell, what you get from giving people just the surface level of stuff yeah. and then leaving them with one film is that they rewatch that film, think it over, they dwell on it, and, then and they, they start come, to love it. And there's yeah. like a cult fan base based and they off draw that. conclusions with, about shit they missed. Yeah, with yeah. this one, it's like they mm-hmm. told me exactly what I needed to know five times. Like every information, <laughs> every piece of information I was told like three or four times. Yeah. So I never questioned anything. So maybe it's like the incredibly mainstream version of the storyline. Right, yeah. But at the same time, like there's room for this still being a prequel. Like, kind of, to a level. you could argue. I think it's not... Because any of, like, the scenes that were, like, recreated, air quotes here, Mm -hmm. in this movie that were from the first one, they're under, like, different circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Right? When she, like, beats the guy when she's camouflaged in the water and there's, like, the city in the background. That's a different guy. Exactly. And it's under different circumstances. (laughs) So that could happen again. He still is a garbage man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he still is a garbage man. And when she breaks through the window, there are other windows in Japan that you can break through, right? Mm -hmm. I guess so. Wait. At the end of the movie, at the end of the movie when she does that jump, it Mm -hmm. seems like it's alluding to the fact that oh this is the beginning of the first movie but that can't be the case because half the shit that happened in the first movie already happened but the thing is that i think it entirely could be the case i'm not saying Mm -hmm. it is i'm saying that just based on what i've read online and the way that people view it seems like 
that's what people think yeah. that it is, that she's doing the dive into the first scene right. of the first movie. Which is cool. And like, so like, you could say that, but it's just weird that they called back to all the scenes like, that happened. All the scenes yeah. that happened in the first one. It's like strangely, like, does she just have like places that she likes to kick guys' asses at? Like she likes to go. <laughs> yeah, like they always, the whenever they have in somebody the to catch, they funnel them to the yeah. same place. Yeah. 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 Another uh, day on the job. Yeah. In section yeah. nine. <laughs> Just eating a donut, sipping coffee by the pool of water where I kick guys' asses. Yeah. <laughs> so it it was it was strange in, in that way. I guess it can be a prequel if if that's what they want. Yeah, it's it was near towards the end where I'm like when it <laughs> when the cyborg dude is like, we should merge. I'm like, this is really treading over some yeah, of the like, yeah, <laughs> to the point yeah. where I thought he was just the same character as a puppet master. I'm like, right. maybe they're gonna call him that in the last ten minutes. Yeah, see, that's like, the thing. I was yeah. wondering about that too. Yeah. yeah. It's just like in the in the new movie, he's just the replacement for that. But yeah. again, it doesn't have the same weight as it did no. in the first movie because it's out of context. It's but like the, he doesn't we, mean anything. We mentioned anything. this earlier. His backstory has way more weight. Right, yeah. But yeah, in yeah, the yeah. moment when he's like, merge with me, that has no weight. Yeah, because that's <laughs> supposed to be like the climax, the crux of it. But it just it's just like, they just said that for the sake of being like, hey, remember this part? Yeah. Also, fucking goddamn, if Hideo Kojima is not like Bloody Mary in this fucking series, or if you say his name enough, Metal Gear will fucking appear. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty interesting. Uh, I wanted to say that parts of this movie were influenced by Metal Gear. It's... I mean, we know like, what the Metal Gear movie is going to look like now. <laughs> yeah, right. There was like the part where she's walking down like a stairwell in a with hallway the with her gun out and then the knife like right under it in yeah. her hand, like close quarters combat Metal Gear Solid 3 action. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder like, are, are they just referencing themselves as Ghost in the Shell or did they take a game that was referenced by them and then reference that? Yeah, yeah. Coming uh, full circle? Yeah, coming full circle. I don't know. It's hard to say. But it's interesting. It's interesting to think about. And thinking about how <laughs> when she meets up with the main bad dude in the movie that wants to merge with her. Yeah. She like touches a wall that says Hideo on it. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, your name <laughs> is Hideo. Hideo. Like yeah. when we saw her touch the wall, we even before she said and that. Laughed her. Yeah. Even before she said that, we started laughing. <laughs> oh, man. Because it's like, oh, my so God. Dumb. I wonder what Hideo Kojima felt when he saw that. Because, <laughs> you know, he saw that. Yeah. He wrote an essay on the movie. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. A um, short essay saying like it lacked the soul of the original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It wasn't also, as bad as I thought it was. Wait. Be, another thing. It's like when fucking Metal Gear Orisa has bad guy up against the wall and he pulls his finger out and goes, bang. It's just like, man. Yeah. How hard are you going to try to suck anime fans' dicks on this one? Like, Yeah, it was really stupid. Also, the end of Cowboy Bebop. That's yeah. why. Spoiler it's like, <laughs> oh, well, I was just alluding well, to it. But <laughs> right. If so, you don't know, now you know. So um, I want to say watching this movie, like as I was watching the 2017 version, I probably enjoyed it moment for moment more than I was enjoying the 1995 or the 2004 movie. It's yeah, only because it really, was paced more like a Hollywood movie. Exactly. It was only more in hindsight that I enjoyed the 1995 movie. Yeah. Uh, and, like, noticed its significance, obviously, on, like, society. Well, I noticed that as I was right. watching it. Yeah. God, yeah. The 2017 movie needed to be less cheesy. That's Unfortunately, it wasn't. Mm. It's just... I feel like there's a, a mix of a lot of things. Bad acting, poor writing, and just generally padding with, like, Hollywood tropes to keep casual viewers' attention yeah. is what takes away from... Like, if you put them side by side, you could almost say... You could look at Ghost in the Shell 95 as like a quote-unquote art film and be like, this is an artistic animation that is solely valuable for its merit as like um, a statement on society to some degree. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you 
looked at Ghost in the Shell 2017 under that lens, it just wouldn't make any sense because there's so much Hollywood fluff. We haven't even really touched on like the whole cybernetic nature of these movies and like how it shows people like being mixed with technology and stuff. Right. Which is like, it's cool. Like it really actually did sell me whether or not I realized it or not yeah. about the cybernetics being like this ingrained in society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe there'd be this many cables. I don't believe yeah. there'd be yeah. fucking <laughs> That was a huge thought I had yeah. too. I'm like, that's not the future. It's way too right. many cables. But it, like, it's <laughs> like, I got along with it because I'm like, this is their version of the future. Yeah. Almost like in the Matrix when they show you what the world is really like. It's just mm-hmm. a giant rave party. Like this is stupid as fuck, Here's but the- at least it's their <laughs> version of the future. Whatever, also, it's like looking at the cars people drive. To me, they are so aesthetically pleasing because they're very box-like and there's a lot of hard edges on them. In the 2017 movie, they're just in a DeLorean. Pretty yeah, much. it's like it's everything is a Lamborghini Countach from like 1999. Right. And I think it looked so fucking cool. But upon seeing that, my immediate thought was just like, well, this isn't what the future looks like. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a lot more round shit going on. Yeah. But I guess they wanted to stay faithful to the anime in that regard as faithful as they could yeah Yeah. yeah. also another thing that i have a bone to pick with is like the way some of the side characters came off right off the bat first and foremost like that that new character that we were introduced to like the french doctor who basically put the major together Mm -hmm. right i don't remember her name the like her opening dialogue i was just like what what the fuck is this it sounds so stiff sounds so dead and i was just like it pulled me out of the movie. Her talking to, uh, what's his name, Mr. Cutter or whatever, at the beginning where he's like, he's she's going to be our new weapon. And then she's like, uh, but uh, the technology is too crazy or, or some shit like that. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, just the delivery on a lot of these side characters' lines just felt lacking. Right. Also, like Bato and um, Togusa, that's yeah. them, right? Yeah. yeah, Togusa, yeah. Both of those characters were super underwhelming in the movie whereas in the original series i felt like they had life and character especially bato he's just a badass who shoots first and thinks later he asks questions later but in the scene where they tried to mimic the yakuza scene from innocence mm-hmm. in the new movie it just felt like it's it's not as if um they're trying to clean up after his mess because he just kicks the door down and starts shooting and fucking decides like all consequences are pushed to the margins of this entire operation he's just like fuck it we're gonna go and blow these guys heads away it was like their their remake of that scene just felt so drawn out and he was so careful and cautious and he didn't say much and when he did get around to shooting it wasn't like he didn't have any attitude he didn't have any soul yeah i see what you're saying they did try to like make him a character with like all this dog stuff like he likes (laughs) <laughs> he seemed yeah. too likable he seemed too he didn't seem like well yeah because they i think they needed to sell you on like he actually cares about the major yeah and he cares about these dogs but the thing is it was like an under two hour movie there was only like so much i guess they could fit in maybe right um not entirely sure but i do agree that like he wasn't the most soulful of people in the movie i mean like even like like soul aside it's just mm-hmm. like he didn't embody the feeling that i got from the original bato which was right. he was just a fucking gun-toting badass who kicks doors down fucks people up and then runs by the seat of his pants kind of thing mm-hmm. he felt a lot less urgent in the movie yeah that's what i mean he was like right. pretty flat yeah like, i didn't really and also they gave uh, togus's right. revolver to the head of the chief and made him a crazy gunslinger for some reason oh yeah right which, which was a little strange unless they were like they're really treating this as a prequel and they're like this is what 
he was like before <laughs> the movie. He was cautious, and now he's not. And now he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that encounter. Yeah. Huh. So, okay, I want to quickly the, touch on... The second time he goes to shoot up a Yakuza club. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. Because you fool me once. Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> second time he's going to kill like half a dozen, your, or a dozen of your men. Don't send a rabbit to hunt a fox. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, great line. <laughs> Yo, uh, I loved that. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring said, that up. Oof. Yeah. How did you guys feel about using Japanese dialogue in a Hollywood movie with subtitles? Um, I feel like this is a this is an entirely this is a discussion that we could go on about for a while. But maybe just like a sentence, just generally. I I felt like it was kind of inconsistent. They should have just gone full Japanese or full English. That's what I was thinking too. It's almost like they're like, hey, it's Hollywood, and like. You know, whatever. We're like we're whitewashing, and it's it's all this. But one guy's gonna speak Japanese the whole movie. International like, actor, you know. <laughs> I think he's like a really renowned actor too. Yeah, I've, I've seen him. I've seen things. him. He was in, good. Like, Battle, I like. I think he's in Battle Royale, but yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm almost yeah. certain he is. He's like the the main, main dude. Teacher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a boner at the end of the movie. A, a boner? Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, I don't remember. No, 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 no. Oh, Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, so I believe funny. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe that. I yeah. I just felt like it was inconsistent that he was speaking Japanese because okay, they're in Japan. Yeah. Right. Why is he the only Japanese speaking character then? If you wanted to even be Togusa, like, who is Japanese, if you wanted to Japanese. be realistic, then more there should have been more Japanese, Japanese yeah. right. or just like cut it out altogether. I don't know. It right. just feels weird to take. It's not even the middle ground. It's like the the ten percent ground, which doesn't make sense to me. It just felt lazy almost. It just felt like they're trying to be like, hey, but we kept some of our small. <laughs> you know, he's going to speak Japanese. And the major has here's her, her Japanese mother. Like, I, oh you know? my god! What I That's f- what I, I don't know. I just like man. What I feel I like, know. yeah, I don't know. I could go on here. <laughs> I'm not going to say I feel strongly in either direction because it's like they tried to do something. Maybe they were trying to show some sort of weird, almost cowboy bebop esque future where there are no nations anymore. Like, yes, right. you're in Japan, but but everybody else now lives here. It's like a melting pot of sorts. So, yeah. like, there are people that still speak Japanese, and everybody still understands him. Yeah. Because they're the all thing. in that place. And they speak English back to him. Yeah. yeah. But and he understands. Japanese. But yeah. there's, like, there's like the black dude at the beginning. <laughs> but, like, he's and from, there's like he was Asian supposedly peeps. from yeah. Africa to oh, do, oh, like, a okay, deal yes. with yeah. um, whatever the fuck the right. corporation's name is. And there's, like, the white people everywhere that are now all the main characters. Yeah. Did you guys, like, <laughs> did the whitewashing, like, offend you? It, I gotta say, it's not... At least they tried... Uh, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> the only reason why I look at why I'm not like uh, negative towards this right now is just in the back of my mind I'm thinking Avatar The Last Airbender oh my god and I'm like or Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Z dude, yeah <laughs> I'm thinking of those and those like were <laughs> really weird this is at least yeah. like some sort of middle ground you were saying it's like 10% there well the... oh actually okay it's the whitewashing didn't bother me as much because like I w- I was glad to see some Japanese characters. And yeah. Like like a mix. Like I was da- I was glad to see some yeah. diversity. And uh, the other thing is like I get it because it, this is a Hollywood movie. Right. And if you need to make a Hollywood movie, like whiteness aside, but we'll get to that. But you need a lead actress who is like a megastar. If you want if you want Ghost That's... in the Shell, the Hollywood movie to succeed, right? Then it needs yeah, like a selling a point for gigantic female actor to play the part an american actor See, scarlett that's... johansson is that and i'm not so 
I think it, it wasn't just like whitewashing. It was just like them covering their ass in terms of like a megastar. Right. And also, so it didn't bother me as, I guess, as much as other people are bothered by it. And those people that are bothered by it, I think, are totally justified. It just yeah, like, didn't bother me as much because I get that they need a huge star and all the huge stars are white. And that's an issue in itself, right? But that's right. Like, like a separate thing. The, like, that's not because of this. Like, be, Ghost in the Shell, or sorry, them picking a white actor. Like, I wonder it's if, a symptom if there of was a larger a, issue. Yeah, if there yeah. was, if the big, yeah, exactly. Like, if there was a huge star that was Chinese, or uh, sorry, Japanese, that would be like, okay, why didn't they choose that? But if they needed a huge actor, yeah, I mean, uh, see, from a, their options are limited, so it's it's an issue born from another yeah. greater issue, the whitewashing of Hollywood. That's that's a thing. It's like all, all three of us are people of color, and we've had this conversation amongst ourselves a million different times where we're talking about representation in Hollywood uh-huh. and how it's just generally like it's been a certain way for so long, and it's just inaccurate because it's not relatable to so many people on a bunch of different levels. Yeah, and like for that reason, everybody who feels that this is is wrong to a certain extent i feel yeah completely justified yeah i agree with them but from like a a financial standpoint it's you're completely right where it's like they're looking at this and they're like what can we get away with it's like we can put scarlett johansson as like the main character and everybody who doesn't know about this and doesn't care about this will go see this movie because they're like sick a cool science fiction movie with scarlett johansson she's a megastar we're going to go see it because we know that she makes credible Hollywood movies. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, like, I guess pushing it to the mainstream in that regard was probably a smart idea. And also just like putting their faces side by side. And it's a complicated issue. There's, I think it would no... have been cooler if they just turned the notch to 11 and cast her as Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> like just gone full edge of tomorrow, edge of tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> all you need is kill man yeah all you need is cruise all yeah. you need <laughs> the other thing well, uh, what i was gonna say was it would be weird that's if it was scarlett johansson and then the rest of the cast was japanese see that would uh, be weird so i was kind of okay with i guess you know she being white like i get the circumstances you know they need to make money but I was glad to see like a varying cast. Like there were some Japanese yeah, characters and right. stuff because it it it's believable that like what Sean was saying. That's what I was uh, viewing too. That this could be a world, uh, a future with you know less or sorry, no countries or more people have moved around and right. no country is distinctly uh, of a certain culture. Yeah, so right. it would it's be all strange to see English speakers there or white people or black people. Or like Japanese people all in one city yeah, interacting yeah, where with they're each other. all speaking the same. So that's why it was good that uh, you know the, the chief was Japanese and that Togusa was was Japanese. Like yeah. that kind of, I think made it. And but there were still white characters and French characters and black characters. Like I that mean, made more yeah. sense. It it made sense, but also from from the jump, I was kind of like I was laughing to myself because. When they introduce her, they don't introduce her as Matoko. They her name oh, is, they, her name I, is Mira Killian. Yeah, Mira Killian. Yeah, yeah. and mm. my, I was like, "What the fuck? This is this is yeah. too much." But then it it's like over the course of the movie and in the plot, they kind of backpedal and they're like, "She used to be Japanese, but now she's a white person." But it doesn't matter because she's a robot. But the thing is, it's just like. Like I was going to say earlier, it's not just a matter of image. Like, sure, you can put Scarlett Johansson's face and, like, a picture of the major side by side and say, yeah, they're not, like, terribly far apart. Like, you could say one is, like, similar to the other, but Mm -hmm. it's more than just 
image. It's like identity and right stuff like that. But I feel like their their band aid to that, which was introducing like the mom character, the Asian was mother, so it weird, felt uncomfortable. I was just like, what the fuck? Because okay, so the major gets the USB from her French creator lady. And then she's like, oh, your past is on here. So we don't see her consume the data on that. Right. But she just is in an apartment complex all of a sudden. And then she has it in her hand. So it's assumed that she's following. She's in this place because, I don't know, she got directions or something. Yeah, I think, um, you, see, you, I think you see an address that she's looking for right. or something like that. Yeah. So she shows up to the place. I don't know if you were in the bathroom at this point. I didn't Sean. see her show up to the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. So she showed up there. And then she was wandering around. She finds a cat that is presumably her cat from before. And then this Japanese lady shows up and she's just like, hi, how can I help you? And then like, she doesn't form a full sentence. Um, the major Scarlett Johansson, whatever. She, she's just kind of like, uh, yeah, I was just looking for. And then the, the Japanese lady is just like, oh, come in, come in, come in. Mm-hmm. It just, there's, it's so disjointed. It's like, what mm-hmm. the, what? Who, Why? I'm so confused. Why are you inviting her into into your house? Do you recognize her? Does she seem familiar? None of that is given to us. She just shows right. up. They go to her house. And then she's like, oh, do you want tea? And then she starts making tea. And then um, the major pokes around and sees like so. the room of her, what you assume is her dead daughter. And then she brings up her dead daughter to this complete stranger who she's invited into her house and is now giving tea to. Mm-hmm. And then they just start chatting. And then all of a sudden they have this moment where they just kind of look at each other and she's like, are you? And she's like, I don't know. And then <laughs> she just kind of dips. He's like, will you come back? Please visit me again, stranger. It just makes no sense. And like, you as the viewer know what's going on. It's like, yeah, okay, this is her mom from a past life. She used to be Japanese. Right. Oh, because yeah, the mom actually says like, oh, my daughter Matoko. Yeah. So when you hear Matoko, or if you're, Motoko, how you say it? I, yeah. I, well, you know, the major, right. My the daughter, major. the major. <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> when you hear that being people, we've watched the series now or not the series, the movie right. prior to this, we know that's a signifier. It's like, ding. Okay. This is her mom. I guess to someone who's just watching this like as its own thing, it might make more sense or seem a little less forced. Or like a little less of a, hey, but she's still Japanese on the inside kind of thing. Right. I, I don't know. It just felt like they're really, really, really pushing to be like, but guys, we're not racist. We swear. Yeah. It seemed like they were trying to pay homage to the Japanese aspect. Yeah. While also being like, sorry, but we have to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Like, but excuse uh, but, me. Like, I'm just going to. Uh, She's gonna be white. She's white. I just had to drop the bomb. Yeah. Uh, uh, there you go. That's uh, sorry. Uh, 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 like she's white. Handing Scarlett Johansson the country. Like, oh, uh, sorry, sorry, she's sorry, like, man. Uh, sorry, Japan. Uh, it's like the guy pressing <laughs> pressing publish on the first YouTube trailer, being like, you're not gonna like this. Sorry. Unlisted. Million dislikes. Unlisted. Just yeah. To start off. Um, yeah. So I guess we've covered that topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Um, do we have anything like left to say about the the movie, like this specific movie? Oh. Uh, okay. So I 
Okay, so in the first uh, Ghost in the Shell 1995, Bato has like those like look those eye things. I thought yeah. they were like glasses, glasses. <laughs> stuck on. So did I. Same. So and maybe they were, but so in this one, his eyes get like <laughs> messed roasted. up. Yeah, they get roasted, and then he gets new eyes, and then he's just yeah. like, oh, like how do they look? And they like look awkward, and he like seems to know they're almost too small. Do they have bigger eyes for him? One, <laughs> yeah. one, don't they have bigger eyes for him? And two, he actually says, like, so now I can see like you because he has like thermal vision, all that shit. He right. says that to Scarlett right. Johansson. If Scarlett Johansson has normal eyes, couldn't he have gotten normal eyes or like eyes that look normal? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. they have the technology and he said, no, 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 give me the little beady ones. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I was like wondering because like... I want to look like a bug all yeah. the time. I want to say a bunch of things about that are weird. So... Yeah. That scene is super weird because just so you don't have any idea what Ghost in the Shell is and you yeah. go see the movie and you see that scene where he gets his <laughs> eyes blown out, it's so anticlimactic. He's just like standing behind her. A little mini explosion happens yeah. and he falls back and it's like, He's it's like, okay, face, yeah. how, why are there no burns on his face? How did this explosion just get his two tiny eyeballs and yeah. none of the rest of his face? Yeah. <laughs> And she covered every tiny she, yeah. <laughs> she covered his bodies and put her, her hands like this with Mid- the eyes yeah. covered. Yeah, it's like kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. also, yeah, this scene is just so silly. It's like they both get knocked over and they don't even give you time to like get the whole gravitas of the moment. Like, oh no, there was an explosion. She yeah. just saved his life. It doesn't even feel like an explosion because like, they don't go flying. It's just, just like, like hop backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, boom, next scene. Okay, he has these weird robot eyes. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. What's and next? And then everybody who's seen the like the anime movie are just going, oh, that's how they got there. Yeah. But even then, it's like... <laughs> I'm sure all the people who are diehard fans are like, this is not canon. <laughs> yeah. This is not canon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> we saw it in 3D, uh, and I gotta say, the best usage of 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> was the chief shooting Cutter and then him falling in the water <laughs> for like 10 seconds? <laughs> the guy falling in the water and then the water splashing at <laughs> us was for- like the <laughs> best use of 3D in that movie. Yeah, Where I noticed I forgot you started we were- to laugh during yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it was so ridiculous. I it's forgot so- we were watching a 3D movie until that so happened. so far. <laughs> One thing I want to so say. Like another thing I want to say is that the action, I actually really did like it in the movie. And this is one of the few movies I've seen where uh, the over, like the gross overuse of CG didn't bother me because it fit in technically with the world. Yeah. Like like seeing Scarlett Johansson's CG bodysuit, even though like the Green Lantern's bodysuit in that movie was CG (laughs) and everybody hated it. This seemed like more realistic in a weird way because everything was so fake. Right. Uh, uh, also, yeah, I really like the action at certain parts. I just wish there was more of it, and I wish they didn't slow mo everything. <laughs> they could have gotten away it's with like Baywatch, just dude. played in real time a little bit. Yeah, like oh, it, man. Would, it could still be cool. A bit more fast. I, I love the idea yeah. of her like being handcuffed to like a pole in the middle of the room and fighting people. That on was it. cool. Although it wasn't necessarily a cool scene, it was just a cool idea, and they didn't like execute on the fight scene that well. I feel like that um, took away from. I mean, the whole time we were watching that, I was just thinking about the Yakuza shootout scene in Innocence. Yeah, yeah, no, but I was just thinking, like, man, that scene was so much cooler than this. And here they're just trying to, like, divvy up the action. Right. So it's not just Bato busting the door down and, like, the major has a part to play in it somehow. Right. Um, Also, the depiction of Yakuza is almost, like, gratuitously, like, almost, like, racist in a way where it's, like, Come on. These I don't think like I the... even noticed what was going on with that. What? I don't know. 
Oh shit, what was the last thing I wanted to say about this movie? I don't know, maybe that's it. Did you have... I feel like... I had one last point. You're like, oh, I remember something. (laughs) One thing that you made me think of earlier when we were talking about the different, like, people of color in the movie. Yeah. I thought of how there's no brown character... And I was thinking, what if Aziz Ansari was in this movie? And I'm like, wait, there was no comedic relief in this entire movie. Was there in the original movie? No, I'm just saying. I'm just surprised that there's no comedic relief of like almost any kind in this movie. Oh, Oh. uh, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) I watched you both have an idea at the same time. Uh, I like the use of the 3D when it was just... Oh, I remembered the other thing I was going to say too. I like the use of 3D when Scarlett Johansson's just like walking down hallways with the barrel of her gun towards the screen. And it's just like the most subtle, like the gun feels close to your face. It's like, oh, yeah. what's around this corner? I actually snake? think, like, the, yeah, the 3D was good and subtle. Like, yeah. except for the scene with the water. That was yeah. where it was, yeah. like, ridiculous. I forgot so we it was were like watching nicely, a 3D movie. Yeah, it was I, nice. Yeah. yeah, so before I forget, I want to bring up um, how I think it must be the director, yeah. maybe the writer, mm-hmm. maybe just the studio, that wanted to make everybody in this movie talk an inch away from Scarlett Johansson's face. Oh, yeah! Like, there's, like, nobody's gonna have sex in this movie, but why don't you just think about it? Why don't you just think about somebody fucking Scarlett Johansson? Like, because, like, almost her kiss. mom is talking an inch away from her face, the girl she picks up on the street is talking an inch oh, away from yeah. her face. What was that Dude, scene? at the end of the movie... Oh, yeah! At the end of the movie, like, I get it, you're seeing your mom and you're hugging, but the weird, like, 30-second lead-up to that, where they're talking an yeah. inch and a half away from each other's face, I'm like... Dude, just make out graveyard already. Right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> no. like this is weird. it's just everybody talks so close to her I face. Get, I got that. I <laughs> all I feel like yeah. I think it might have been um, that scene where she picks up like a random human prostitute. They were again, they were like an inch away from each other's face, and someone it might have been Scarlett Johansson, it might have been the other character. Someone says, "Come here," and it's like, "What? Come where, dude? <laughs> Come like half an inch closer to yeah. my face? Like what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that, but that's oh, interesting. Shit. Somebody said, yeah. "Come here." When they were this close, I'm holding my hands together. Yeah, this close um, right. to their face already. Like, um, oh, oh yeah. So I, 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 the only other thing that I can think of that I want to talk about uh, from the first one, and uh, well, I guess it was used in all of them in the credits of the 2017 movie. The music. Oh yeah, that song, well, like the theme, is so good. Yeah, yeah. I, and I love that it, it carried on throughout uh, the first movie, like Ghost in the Shell. Like, it was used a lot. Like, I never got tired of it. Yeah. Uh, and it was used in the second one, too. Like A lot more, even. I feel oh, like. yeah. But yeah. I didn't like that movie, so it's a bit of a hit. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I was wondering if it was going to be used in the 2017 movie. And uh, I, I guess, I was like, oh, I guess not. And then they brought it in for the, uh, the credits, which the credits, I was happy yeah. to hear. Yeah. Uh, the first time I heard that song, it was actually uh, a couple years ago. It was sampled in another artist's song. And like the way I thought about that song before was it sounded like like a ritual sacrifice to me like that plague, <laughs> yeah. like as I'm yeah. being marched to my death or something it does, right yeah yeah, yeah. It's haunting. so that's how I still think about that song. what artist was the song uh, oh the song was called Gretel and it's by Coin Locker Kid oh interesting well, I don't know who this is but maybe I'll that? listen to it I don't know it was like it was mostly the song <laughs> oh. and then I think there was like some like weird like I don't even know if it's, you could consider it rap oh I don't know no not rap that's but, weird like, <laughs> well, I don't know what it was. No, it was more like talking, though. It was more like preaching. Like, oh, okay. oh huh. cool. That's also weird. I was walking, uh, you know. Right. Kind of <laughs> like, not like okay. rap. So yeah. I think we should wrap up our thoughts on this yeah. the uh-huh. series so far. Maybe I'll start with sure, this one. Sure. So just talking about this has kind of made me like like the series a bit more. Yeah. I'll still say like I don't really like the second movie 
the 2017 version was really cheesy, but like I probably liked it more than I should have just because my like expectations were like pretty low. Yeah. Uh, the original, like I get why it's a cult classic. It's not necessarily for me, but I yeah. get it. And mm. like, I respect it like visually and like theme wise and everything. Mm. Would I go forth and like watch the other stuff in the series? Maybe. I think uh, what I'm most likely to watch is standalone complex, yeah. which is that yeah. anime series because uh, I've heard that like besides the two movies that we watched, right. um, standalone complex is like what a lot of people think to be like quintessential Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell besides yeah. like the first movie. <clears throat> like right. the first movie is probably the best execution is what I've seen people say. Yeah. But the series is almost like this is what I think Ghost in the Shell is. Yeah. So I might watch that just out of curiosity's sake, but yeah. I'm not necessarily aching to because I don't think I was like that big of a fan. What about you guys? As a whole, I think this is a very interesting, cool franchise. I, I definitely loved the first movie. Um, I think it really stood out to me and it really stuck with me. And I think I'm definitely going to watch Standalone Complex next. Yeah, the execution of the second movie was weird and it turned me off a lot. But that being said, it still did look good to a certain degree. 3D. Three. <laughs> Aside from that. Um, the 2017 movie, yeah, that's, that's a thing. My expectations were rock bottom. I was, I went into this expecting just to laugh at this and just to have a nice chuckle with you guys and uh, not think too hard about it. But I feel like in some respects it did do a good job. It wasn't horrible in the way I thought it would be horrible. Sure, it did miss the mark on a lot of things and it was a bit too cornball for me overall, but I did enjoy it. And I can see why the first movie is like a staple and like a iconic, beautiful piece of art. Dylan, Dylan. Uh, yeah, I, I would say uh, Ghost in the Shell nineteen ninety five was was really great. Uh, I appreciated <clears throat> it, and I can I understand uh, how important it is and how influential it is. You can see kind of uh, works that come after have come after it have taken inspiration from it. Yeah, uh, I would totally even watch it again. I think I'd like to watch it again at some point and just like think more about the themes because I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it right. yeah. and what it was saying. Innocence is terrible. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, once again, fight me if, if that's if you Find disagree. Them. Or actually fight just them. like tell me why it's good, actually. <laughs> tell me why it's good. Convince me. But you it's probably somewhere won't. in the dense jungle of yeah. philosophical yeah. quotes. <laughs> it's just like, it's just puzzling to me. It's just, it's just puzzling to me, and I don't know why there wasn't a different plotline that they could have made a better movie out of. Uh, and uh, the 2017 movie, uh, I gotta say, it was like decent, probably because my expectations were were so low. But there were some good things that they did in the movie that I guess we all appreciated, and uh, that's something. I mean, I, I I don't know, like. So many people were saying, like, oh, that, like, people were talking about this movie, like, oh, like, that shitty, like, live-action remake of Ghost of the Shell. So I was expecting this to be, like, not Like good, a standard anime live-action like, remake. Yeah, <laughs> but it did some good things Yeah, for for the series, and there are bits that I, I appreciated. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I was uh, happy to watch it, and I was happy to uh, review it. Uh, I hope we can look forward to a uh, terrible live action make of Innocence. If, Fucking uh, hopefully. Possible. I'd love to roast that one. <laughs> a scene for scene remake? Yeah. With all the dialogue intact? <laughs> yes. The philosophical <laughs> quotes have to be there. More Innocence? 3D. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. 
That's uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. Cool. So that's our Ghost in the Shell talk. Let us know what you think. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment down below. If you're not watching this on YouTube, we do have a Twitter at Shonen Chumps. Yeah, you so can we, we should let up. everybody know we're on Twitter. Yeah. We're on Facebook. Facebook. iTunes Podcasts. I think we're on the Google Play Yep, we are store on Google Play. For nice. all you Android users. And obviously, yeah, YouTube and even on SoundCloud. But yeah. like, yeah. who the fuck uses SoundCloud? So, you know, <laughs> all of those, our username is Shonen Chumps. At Shonen Chumps. Yeah. All of so, it. So find us. You can email us. That's shonenchumps at gmail.com. Yeah, hit us up. It's a uh, nice, clean email address. I like it. We secured Shonen Chumps on everything, which was very convenient. Yeah. Very nice. Very I want, simple for you. I want everyone to remember as a closing note that we are the only anime podcast on the internet hosted by us. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. All right. So thanks okay. for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.